Welcome to the Slasher Siblings Podcast. Today we're talking about Midsummer. It came out in 2019. It's rated R. It's 2 hours and 28 minutes. It was rated 7.1 stars on IMDb. Did I say that right? Cool. A couple travels to Northern Europe to visit a rural hometown's fabled Swedish Midsummer Festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Right, so I probably sound weird because I am sick this week, so just ignore that and we'll continue on with this. Um, so you stay over there. I'll let uh, Cicely do as much talking as possible so I don't sound like an idiot. You want to start? Well, you have the notes. I do not. Yeah, what, what do you what you think of the movie? Well, okay, so I've only seen it one other time other than rewatching it for this. <laughs> and I saw it in theater for the first time, which was very freaky. Like, the whole movie feels like you're tripping on drugs. There was a lot of tripping on drugs in the movie. Yeah, I feel like whoever wrote this movie definitely, definitely was on drugs when they when they came up with the... <laughs> you know what I mean? They like might they, have been. No, no, no. I would bet money on it that they were. Like, Fair. that was freaky. I think it's freaky right from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, pretty much from the start. Yeah, like, I feel bad for Danny. Yeah, through the whole movie. I feel bad for her the whole time. I really do. There's not really a, a scene in the movie that makes you think, oh, well, maybe she deserved it. No, she didn't she deserve anything. She just gets shit on the whole movie. I, f- I feel bad that she's with the shitty boyfriend. I feel bad that her whole family died. I feel bad that she basically came on this trip to please people. And I feel bad... I I mean, I feel like she's okay with being stuck there because she has nothing to lose, yeah. right? Yeah, towards the end, I feel like that too. Yeah, like she's just okay with it. Yeah, it seems like she um, has embraced the lifestyle of the midsummer celebration. Yeah, I think she fully started to embrace it towards the end. Which, I mean, if you can't get away, you might as well, you know, feel like I'd do the same thing. I'd be like, all right, to survive this situation, I'm going to join in. Either succumb to it or go crazy one of the two yeah what do you think of this movie i really enjoyed this movie i mean i've only seen it well another time as well other than rewatch it and it took a while for me to watch it um like you said came out in 2019 i didn't watch it till last year i think oh really and i really like this movie it is a very good movie it is very strange i'm surprised you waited so long to watch it well i guess it's fair to say that there wasn't like huge buzz about the movie there isn't really technically still but from my experience of watching florence Pugh on marvel movies uh-huh i was like she's a very good actress maybe i should watch some of her other movies and midsummer was one of them i think she was absolutely excellent in this movie she's an amazing actress and uh she did a, a, a fantastic job. What was your first impression when the movie was over? When the credits rolled, what were when you the sitting there rolled, thinking? When the credits rolled, I was like, what the fuck just went yeah. on? Like, I remember I was in the theater, sitting in the chair, and I was just like... What was that? What the fuck was that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't exactly, like, a stand-up-and-cheer movie. No. It was definitely a what-did-I-just-see. It was like I taking drugs without yeah. taking drugs. Yeah, and it was a movie that I... <laughs> Will wa- I would watch again. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it again, but if somebody puts it on and they're watching it, I'll I'll sit there with them and watch it. But I'm not going to like sit down on like a you know long day work. I'm going to go chill. I'm not putting night. on Midsummer. I'm yeah. not. 
No, I I probably wouldn't do that either. But if I, I probably could find myself having the urge to watch it again. Why is that? Just thinking one day, oh, you know what movie I haven't seen in a little while is Midsummer. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Part of me was like excited to watch it again, just to be like, maybe I was too harsh the first time. Maybe I was like, okay, it's been a few years since I've seen it. I'll give it another go. Maybe I'll have a different opinion. But honestly, I don't. Yeah, that's fucked up. That movie's still so fucked up. Yeah, I still think it is too. I mean, I have more appreciation for the movie than I did the first time. Like, the uh, Midsummer, you know, festival and, like, the folklore and everything and Florence Pugh's acting and all that. Other, like, I have more appreciate f- appreciation for the movie than I did the first time watching it. But yeah. I definitely still think that it's a strange, strange movie. It's definitely um, creative. So some sure. of the scenes I like. I like the uh, snowy tree landscape right in the morning. Uh-huh. Or in the morning. The beginning. Yeah. And uh, it's a very cool way to see a movie like start out like giving you this sense of kind of like a dreary attitude, but also not so much. It's just like a... S- Kind of like like setting the whole vibe. Yeah, it's kind of setting, like, you should feel a little bit happy, but also kind of dreary. Because, I mean, it's hard to not be happy when it's snowing because, you know, Christmas is around. But it was at night. Like, it was dark, so. Or it wasn't, I guess, not completely dark, but it was still dark, so, like, kind of keep your guard. And I like that the the phone calls between her and her boyfriend and her and her friend, it kind of showed you how differently the couple cares about each other, Danny and... And Christian and Danny and her friend because it shows that Danny and her friend are close her friend truly cares about her and her relationship and wants to help her through it and then Christian just almost seems like he just can't be bothered to try and help and she's it it made it seem like he thought she was a chore yeah exactly which is super annoying also I, d- I didn't really care for it because it's kind of a messed up scene but like it was a good way to immediately start how heavy you're supposed to feel watching the movie is the suicide and murder scene yeah that was really intense that was intense yeah i've never seen anything like that Uh on a show or a movie and to get that so quickly too yeah like that was really like like, hey guess what this movie's gonna be fucked up this is how you're supposed to feel while you're watching it yeah um florence Pugh's acting in that scene too of her crying it sounded like real crying like there's you know actors cry in movies and they kind of have to force it but yeah i thought the same thing like when she has like panic attacks in the movie i get that i understand that but it's it feels real it like felt she real. made it feel very real, yeah. Like, I don't, I obviously don't know her personal life, but it definitely made it seem different. She did it differently than another act, most actors would. You see the crying scenes, and it kind of, it kind of seems fake when they cry, but, like, this one. She's got it down. Like, I, she was crying, and, like, she was, like, hard crying. She was, like, that coughing kind uh-huh. of noise. Like, that just doesn't happen when you fake it, no. you know? So she... Maybe she's had some trauma. Yeah, she, I'm assuming she somebody... used it, but uh, people do, actors do use trauma to do their I, crying I scenes and it. stuff, but, like... I could cry right now if I had to. I can't do you begin... Want me to? No. Okay. I can't begin to explain <laughs> what made that so different than a normal crying scene, because that was just amazing difference. I get the feeling that, like, he's not even trying to help talk about anything. Like, he's just kind of, like... Go through the motions. So after they go out with the friends, and they said about going to Sweden, and she shuts the door, and she goes, So, you 
when Vegeta decided to go to Sweden. She was, in my opinion, from the dude's perspective, being very cordial about it. Just, like, wanting information. She's being very, way more calm than I would have been. I'd have been yeah, like, like, what the that, fuck? She would have reasonably ha- been able to just get mad at him, you know? Cause I mean, that's something you share with your partner. Not only that, like, I could see, okay, maybe you decided to go, like, on a trip and you didn't say anything until the last minute. But you're going, like, a different country. Yeah, it's not, not like, like you're going to fucking Ohio for a weekend by yourself or with a couple friends yeah there's a difference well i don't know where this movie takes place i forget but like it's not like just a trip down the street no and just to be like oh well i I just now decided like that she was being very calm and he didn't even seem to try to want talk about it it was more so he was just like oh yeah well why are you getting so mad she had a right to be mad and she didn't whatever right what? Then he ended up inviting her, and she went. Yeah, that's the next thing I have written down. Not so these couple scenes I don't quite like, like the suicide, the not talking, and the I invited her. So that's all I have written down is I invited her. That line in itself, I mean, he's an excellent actor to portray it the way he did, but uh, the I invited her just makes it seem like forced. And for you to have to tell your friends, hey, I invited her, pretend like you guys told me to, or something She's like that. She's probably not gonna go. Yeah, that that whole scene was like, like I said, good good on them for making us hate that scene because the true, you know, talent in acting is if you can play a villain and make the people hate you. Yeah, I agree. But it was like, oh, I I invited her, you know, she's not gonna go, just pretend like you wanted her to. That's kind of fucked up, dude. Yeah, that's shitty. That is shitty. Uh, back to something I do like was the uh, upside down camera. Mm -hmm. So they're driving down the street and it's Mm -hmm. like viewing them from upside down. first i thought my phone was fucked up upside down yeah i was like oh shit and then you turned it back and it's still upside down no uh i really like that scene because it made it seem like at this moment that the the camera turns upside down their world just turned upside down yeah because at that from that point on there was no turning back it was a complete 180 from what they were normally into so instead of having this normal life it was completely flipped upside down like the camera i I really like that's what i got from it so i really like the way that that was done uh mark is a terrible trip partner mark's just terrible he he was a he was a shitty character yeah i like the actor though the actor's really good but not the character uh but he's a very bad trip partner i would not want to be on a trip with him because he's all like i need you guys to lay down everyone lay down like that whole part i was like yeah just dude just shut the hell up and do your trip on your own. I don't need to lay down with you. Yeah, no. We don't need a group of 30 people laying on yeah. the ground because you want them to. Like, I get some people react differently to that kind of stuff, but, like, dude, settle down. Mm-hmm. You're being annoying. Oh, uh, so they show up at the town. I really like this because it was a bit of foreshadowing to the rest of the movie. When they show up to the town, their different reactions to the town seem to give away what's going to happen to them at the end because everyone in the group, except Danny, was very weirded out. You know what I mean? Like, they were very, like, confused by what's going on, and Danny was really happy to be there. So the difference is that Danny ends up being very happy about being there, and she ends up being the one to live and to stay there, and then everyone else dies, and they were the ones that were completely confused and weirded out by the town 
town or village and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, back to something I didn't really care for. And it was just, it was, we weren't supposed to like it. But something I didn't care for was he forgot. He forgot that it was his girlfriend's birthday. Yeah. He said, oh, the sun messed me up. Like, that was Shut a lame, up. That was a lame-ass You're excuse. Lame. You just straight up forgot that your girlfriend's birthday was today. The sun didn't go down and you went to bed. So that means when you woke up, it was the next day. And there was that scene that he was talking to Pele and he literally told him, we know that he told him because we saw it, but like, it was more of like, we know that you didn't remember. And it wasn't just the sun didn't go down. It was like, you completely forgot about it in general. You could tell he was going to forget about it. Yeah. So something I found strange was the love story. And what I mean by that is the one on like the quilt. Okay. That was, like, stitched. It was, like, so... Like, it was started off okay. Normal love story. And then it got to the pube-cutting scene and everything like that. I was like, that's kind of strange. Yeah. And that was also another foreshadow, because that ended up happening. That happened with, um... What was his name? Christian. Christian. Yeah, he... That's gross, first of all. He finds a pube in his soup? That's... No, it was a meat pie. Uh, it was a meat pie. Okay. Whatever it was, either way. Either that's way, weird. that's disgusting. Yeah, so I do like the first ritual, as in, like, the way it was done and written. And the first ritual, just so you know what I'm talking about, is when they jump off the cliff. You like that? I liked that the way it was done. It was very intense and, like... That's the worst part of the whole movie for me. So everyone doesn't think I'm a weirdo here. Let me explain a little bit. Is that I like the the shocking nature and how you didn't see it really coming. They were up at the top of the... If you watch it a second time, you know what's coming as soon as you see that beginning. Like, you were right there with Christian and Danny and the other people. You were thinking, all like, oh, they're just doing a ritual. And then all of a sudden, he jumps off the cliff. I was completely shocked. I was like, what just happened? What just went on? And I, I like that it was done that way because it left you in a sense of being completely shocked and not knowing what was going to happen. I thought it was very graphic, too. Yeah, it was. Like... Smashing the head after that he didn't die. That was rough. Now, what would you even think if you saw that? I probably wouldn't talk like Danny did. I'd probably just stand there and... Have a panic attack. Yes. Um... I don't know, honestly, what I would think. And I felt bad that she had to see that because, like, yeah. she's dealt with all this shit. And then she's coming to this little, like, they probably thought it was some sort of, like, retreat, good time, festival. And then that's the first thing they see. In this, like, happy, upbeat festival that they were supposed to have. Back to a scene that I didn't like, again. And not that I didn't like, but it was more so, like, um, that I didn't care for was the thesis. Yeah, that he wanted to copy his thesis basically copy it i get that it wasn't he wasn't doing his thesis on the actual town itself and i get that but it was basically the same kind of subject well he didn't even think about that until he got there right yeah he didn't even know what it was he was hoping he was gonna find it on the way there which in all reality technically he did but i think the other dude was like already out of his mindset that he was doing his thesis on this so i think it was kind of unfair that christian was like me too bro i'm open to collaborating um it was his idea first so he should be open to collaborating not you it just kind of shows that christian was a dick in this movie yeah he's i definitely didn't really like his character pele was always sweet to danny I yep. liked this part, but it was kind of like a foreshadow to like which member of that group he wanted 
to win May Queen and live as they lived. You know what I mean? He was always trying to talk to her and help her. Yeah, he made it seem like he was in love with her, but it was more so, to me, more so of like keeping her happy so she wants to stay in the village so that they can, you know, increase their numbers. Yeah, he was definitely just trying to set her up. I don't see it as a setup as so much as like, I want you to stay here and be happy. So I'm going to make you happy at every turn that I can. Okay, okay, okay. And maybe he did love her. I don't know, but I saw it more as like, I want Danny to be the one that actually stays and not be sacrificed in the ritual. I want her to be part of this village. And he probably thought, well, he already knew her past trauma and everything. So he probably thought, well, she's got nothing else to lose. That too. That's a that's a good point too. She might as well just stay here. Another scene that I guess I could say I didn't care for, even though it was a well-written scene, was the dream. When so they leave? like yeah, when they leave oh, and like God. the exhaust is coming out of her mouth, like that's such a uh, uh, ooh. like an yeah. unsettling, you know. Could you could you imagine though? Going somewhere with a bunch of people, you didn't even want really to go in the first place. Dream or not, you wake up and they're leaving. Yeah. I would shit my pants. And like I would start screaming. I don't know how she did it. I would literally scream if this happened to me. Well at she the tried top of screaming in lungs. the dream and then the exhaust fumes came out of her mouth i would have jumped on that car and started beating the shit out of the driver but another thing that makes it unsettling for me is the fact that her sister killed herself and her parents with exhaust fumes from the car and they were coming out of her mouth when she was dreaming yeah that was definitely um little nightmare yeah like that was that was pretty unsettling and a scene that was like kind of confirming that mark was an asshole was that tree scene i get it it was a tree oh, that was yeah. fell over and it was dead and whatnot but like did he really have to piss on it well here's another thing they should have told him i guess so but they have bathrooms do they not i don't did you see a bathroom i'm pretty sure they're not just going out into the woods and pissing and shit in the woods i didn't see woods. one potty well that probably wasn't the focus <laughs> of the movie sis i get it but i <laughs> but didn't in see the one building bathroom, in bro. at least one of the buildings there had to have been a bathroom i didn't and see it not to mention when they burnt the two people that jumped off the cliff yeah they put their ashes around that tree yeah that's probably what they do with everybody that dies like that but why would he think to pee on ashes it probably just looks like dirt and also why did he pick that tree you wouldn't want to go further into the woods or it, something you think boys give a fuck i wouldn't want to be out in the open like that it's mark Mark doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, Mark doesn't care. But I was like, dude, what What the fuck's wrong with he you? He definitely didn't read the room, but they should either... He didn't read the room. That's what I was trying to say. They I just couldn't think of the right should terminology. Should have probably been like, hey, everybody. Hey, welcome, welcome. This tree's really important. Don't piss on it. <laughs> Don't pee on it. Exactly. I have the feeling that everyone, other than Danny, which is another foreshadow, and even including um, Pele's brother's friends. Pele's brother's friends. The, the, that couple that came Oh, up, yes. I feel bad. I feel like every one of them was, like, disrespectful in some way. And they're, besides Danny? Besides Danny. Danny so was the only one. Was... Yeah, it's kind of a for, another foreshadowing that all the people that were being disrespectful in some certain way died. I do understand why the guy started freaking out, though. Because the two people jumped off the cliff and he started tweaking. Oh, yeah. I get that. I get that, too. I would but totally for do him the same to be, thing. like, cussing at people, yeah. that was if a little you, far. I guess if you can't handle the, like, culture shock, I guess don't go. I wouldn't be cussing at people and pushing people no. at the 
ritual, I'd be kind of fucked up by it, but I, think I wouldn't I would be like. Freeze. I think I'd go. Like what Danny like did. That. Yeah. Not like screaming at people. No. Like, this is. Some people don't know how to. But that wasn't the one I was cool, specifically though. talking about, though. I was talking about how, like, Mark peed on the tree and Josh going in and reading the Ruby Rotter, their book, even though he wasn't supposed to. He was taking pictures of it. Yeah, that was very disrespectful. Uh, Christian, you know, like, didn't even try some of the things. What and if, I get it, if, like, that's not your normal, you know, situation. But if you go somewhere for a celebration, you should at least get involved in the things like Danny did. Yeah, like she I was agree. wholeheartedly, 100% into the celebration. She tried everything. And that's also another foreshadow as to why she ended up living, you know. And then, uh... What about when they, like, took Mark's face? And skinned him? Yeah. That was another one. They were playing a game called Skin the Fool. Oh. Oh! Mark, Mark ends up getting skinned. That's kind of like a creepy foreshadow there, too. I didn't have that written down. You made me think of that. That part's freaky. Back to a... Oh, no. Not yet. Another, like, foreshadow was when they were eating dinner. It was... I don't remember what dinner it was. It was before the meat pie. Christian's drink was darker than everyone else's. Mm, yeah. She put her period blood in it. Ew. Remember? The ritual was he needs to drink a drink with her period blood and a pube in the oh. food. That's her, their way of saying that they're in love and they want to mate. And his drink was darker at that dinner. Okay. Didn't even notice that. Yeah. Another uh, go back to a scene that I did like is that May Queen contest. Like the dancing. Yeah. That I was really cool. I really I like enjoyed that scene, that scene a lot. Kind of seeing uh Danny open up a little bit. I know that she drank the drink and was kind of tripping, but like it was nice to see her like open up and kind of enjoy join herself. In, yeah, enjoy herself, time. open up and join in the festivities and stuff. And then I also like the subtle shot during the May Queen contest, the dancing. There was a subtle shot of Danny's face at the very end when she's smiling. There was a quick half a second glimpse of it. And it kind of, to me, makes it seem like she's starting to become, or like starting that journey to be what she turns into at the end. Yeah, like and she's alright with it. So. Yeah, she's starting to be okay. Honestly, if that should happen to me, like if you killed mom and dad. <laughs> wow. You killed mom and dad. That's harsh. Not that you would. I'd go crazy. I think yeah. I'd run away to a cult and be like, hi guys, yeah. I have two dogs and six cats. Can, Can I, I come with me? <laughs> um, this is where the movie starts to get really strange. So there's strange scenes throughout the movie. But it's like from this point until the very end where you see her face, because I really like that shot of her smiling face, is just strange. Is the whole mating scene. Oh my god. With And then the flower dress and all those scenes. Like the whole rest of the movie pretty much is, is where it gets really strange for me. Because it's like Christian's in like this trance and like can't break out of it and yeah. goes and mates with the girl. And then the whole scene with her like crying over it was kind of strange. And I, I get why she was upset. It was like the way the girls were like chanting, you know, surrounding, what surrounding and, and chanting. The with lady her. pushing on his butt. That was strange. That was like really weird. Okay. And then like right. everything going into the sacrifice scene, cutting the bear open. Yeah. Taking the organs out of the bear, putting them in the bear. That's so freaky. When taking he's in everyone the bear. into the pyramid. I don't like that scene. When and then you see all the different bodies. Oh, after the mating scene, he's running and he, it, he runs into like different body parts. Like yeah. he found Josh's leg. Yep. And then the ground. that guy who with that girlfriend was yeah. strung up. Yeah. And like his lungs were still breathing 
leaving and Ooh. that's so strange he, and then at least they hung him up with flowers true and then nice. the scene where they're all putting them into that barn pyramid thing just one by one you see all the dead people the two guys volunteering to be sacrificed and uh them lighting the barn up and everything like that whole that whole scene. section of the movie is so strange to me is yeah. why i think the movie is a strange movie but i like it a lot it's a really good movie and my final scene that i really enjoyed was um the shot of her smile and it purveying to us that she's accepting of this new family like she's come into this new family and she's okay with being here maybe for the rest of her life i really liked the the symbolism of that scene that she's fully you know kind of turned a new leaf uh -huh. she's accepted her past and everything that's happened to her and she's letting go of the grief and finding this new family and friends in in ways of this village so with those scenes out of the way do you have anything that really stood out to you or is, did we cover everything i think we cover everything mm -hmm. definitely like when you're watching the movie you feel like you're in a different world yeah for you sure know what i mean you're just like oh my god thank goodness i'm sitting here in my living room and not i'm not in this movie right now yeah so the things i liked about this movie is the feeling that it had the whole movie of this like heavy weight until that final scene where it's finally lifted because you that heavy feeling is kind of lifted at the same time danny accepts yeah everything gets over her grief florence of course she's amazing in this movie she's an excellent actress and i really like the writing um i looked it up and it was actually pretty accurate and what i mean by that is that it's pretty accurate as to the ritual part like no one jumps off of cliffs and no one gets sacrificed every year or anything like that but like the celebration part is completely accurate to like the real sweden midsummer i guess yeah i obviously don't know but as from what i look what i did in research it seemed like everyone was saying that it was pretty accurate so i have a instead of calling it trivia now i have a friend from work who we were picking on because one of our friends called things like fun facts <laughs> so now just for him even i don't think he's gonna listen but just for him we're gonna start calling them fun facts instead like of trivia that. fear facts fear facts that's a that's even better I so fear facts for this movie <laughs> right in the beginning of the movie you see it's right after the tragic death of her parents mm-hmm you see a picture of Danny on their nightstand. There's a flower crown around it. It's something that you have to pay attention to or you won't uh, catch it. I have to go back and look. So do you remember how Pele's parents died? I don't remember what he said. All I knew is that they died. He said, I lost my parents too in a fire. Watching the entire movie, How? what kind of fire did they die in? Oh. They volunteered themselves to be part of the sacrifice. Interesting. Like Pele's brother did and that other guy. There's a, another kind of foreshadow, even though I said there were a couple of foreshadows, but this one is a blink and you'll miss it, so fear fact. So there's a scene where Danny's laying on the bed. It was after she had that really big crying fit. He's laying on the bed facing the wall. There's a painting right above her of a girl and a giant bear. And watching the entire movie, Christian gets turned into a bear, basically, while she's still a girl. So it's kind of like a foreshadow shadow. An actual fear fact is that in most of the movie, a lot of the subtitles aren't existent because they wanted that disconnect for the people who don't speak Swedish. So English speakers like us were supposed to feel like what's going out. on like yeah you weren't supposed to know exactly what they were saying that's I... why they don't subtitle all the movie okay so i think there's to... some translate there are some, some parts that translate but that's um that's supposed to be like danny's picking up a few phrases we're supposed to pick up a few phrases it's not until the end that she actually understands swedish 
to a, a, a point to where she can know what they're saying yeah. after the whole dancing. I thought that and, was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that was a cute little moment. Yeah. So the whole reason that they don't subtitle the entirety of the movie is so that there's a disconnect between the audience and the movie. Fear fact number six, I think. Five or six. I, I'm not going to count them. Uh, the shooting went on from May 18th, 2018 to June 18th, 2019. So 13 months of shooting, Damn. making it a very short shooting process. They did pretty good for just over a year of shooting. For the next one, this movie was announced immediately after Hereditary by A24 Movies. I think I remember that day. Like after it came out? Hereditary? Immediately after Hereditary came out. Okay. So they, I was like, oh my god, another one? They they announced another movie yes. that's gonna fuck my brain a24 makes excellent mind hereditary is so scary and we're gonna be doing that pretty soon I'm not so prepared we're not for gonna that. we gotta watch that together it. i'm not watching it alone all right danny's last name ardor in latin means flame mm. or fire so it's kind of like another foreshadow yeah. thing and my last fear fact for this episode is that if you notice None of the natives eat in this movie. So all of the Swedish people during the festival, they never do eat. And all of their meat is usually rotten, if you really pay Ew. close attention. They are never actually eating. Aside from Christian taking a bite of his meat pie, you never actually see anyone eat food. So they just sit there and... Pretend, I guess. I need to do more research and find out what all that entails like why the natives don't eat maybe they're drugging the other ones or whatever but it seems like that's a pretty cool thing if you watch it a second time you'll notice that no one around any of the dinners is really eating, eating. and I'd, i want to do more research and to find out why i'm sure there's like a million things that people noticed that we didn't yeah and like there's probably like a million little things that go into the movie you know what i mean yeah I feel like this yeah, could no, be they're... much there's a lot more to talk about i definitely but... don't catch every Everything a lot of people do. I'll watch movies and then like 10 years later, people are like, oh, did you catch this? Nope. No, I've seen that movie like 400 times and never once see that, but now I can't unsee it. Yeah, exactly. So I think that 7.1 is way too low for the directing, the writing, and acting in this movie. Mm -hmm. It's a very strange movie. It is extremely very strange. strange. I think it got the job done. I think it... It absolutely did. It, it did made what you, it was supposed to do. made you scared, creeped out, heavy. Yeah. Definitely a heavy movie. It's not something I'm going to put on, like, Just before Just because I'm bed. trying to wind down. Yeah, no. So, I would give it an 8.5. 8.5 out of 10. My personal opinion. I feel like that 7.1 was way too low. What, do you, what would you give I'd it? say the same. 8.5. Not exactly like, a 9. Not a 10 in my book, but very, very good movie. All the little details. The writing was excellent. Acting was excellent. Everything mm. about this movie was very, very excellent. It was just more so a very... I felt very strange during the movie. I remember every time I watch it, I kind of just sit there with my eyes wide open. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? So that about wraps it up for this episode of Midsummer. definitely only watch that movie sober. I mean, yeah. I, I have only watched it sober, but I don't recommend anybody like getting drunk and drunk watching this and movie. watching that <laughs> i wouldn't do it either. i wouldn't do it just saying just some words of you already see enough while you're <laughs> yeah uh, like that has drunk. to be so scary so for our next episode is gonna be the conjuring i that's such a i love that movie i really like that movie um we're kicking off november 
with some, you know, Thanksgiving revolving movies. I know Edward Scissorhands wasn't technically Thanksgiving. I think they had Thanksgiving in the movie. Did they? No, it was Christmas. I was wrong. My bad. Yeah, it was Christmas. Anyway, um, The Conjuring is, I think, during Thanksgiving, isn't it? Probably not. Now that I think about it, I think (laughs) we just... Actually, probably not. I think we just went with um, movies in the horror genre for the first three, but I feel like this is like a classic, though. It is. A newer classic. It's not like a classic classic, but it, yeah. in my book, it's a classic. After The Conjuring is a movie called Blood Rage. That one actually does take place during Thanksgiving. Ne- that'll be the first movie on this entire show that neither of us have seen. How we do you plan- know I haven't seen it? We stated this already. We made these decisions together. I was just messing with you. So we, neither of us have seen it and it'll be the first one, but we're going to be doing that a lot more once the holidays are over. We want to kind of stay things that we know. Yeah. Kind of stay And then dive into the unknown. Exactly. We want to kind of take that journey together after the holidays. Kind of stay with movies that we all know Uh and love and then go into more obscure and recommendations and stuff. Like we said, probably the last two episodes or three episodes or something so we don't need to go into it again but yeah next week join us for the conjuring we both really enjoy this movie seen it a bunch of times mm-hmm. pretty excited to i love that whole series yeah, that, like that whole yeah. world there's four well i think the conjuring's connected with like annabelle the nun yeah that's what i mean i think there's like oh oh insidious too so there's like 15 that's what but, i'm talking <laughs> about right no but um I'm pretty sure they're all the same like I think they're the same universe. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, we we really both enjoy that movie. We're going to delve into that more next week. Uh, Thanks for listening. Leave some ratings. Thank you. Tell everyone about it, and we'll talk to you next week. Catch you later.